0: What is a gale? A (laughs) gale. What's up, guys? This is episode number 12 of Alex McComb Big and Awkward. I am Alex McComb. This week, I'll be starting another, yeah, another new series called Athlete to Entrepreneur talking to Current as well as former athletes about their ventures outside of sports and how being an athlete has influenced their life in becoming what they are today and eventually what they dream to achieve. Today on the show, I'll be talking with a former defensive back for Queen's University varsity football team and co-founder of Movement Innovation. And just like yours truly hails from the 613, Mitch Henselwood. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, Mitch... Just to kick things off, what is your new business movement innovation all about?
1: Yeah, so uh, movement innovation—it's uh, it's an online personalized coaching service, um, and we specialize uh, dealing with individuals with nagging injuries or recovering from injuries, um, which happens to be a lot of the time athletes. As you know, you know, four or five years of banging up your body playing varsity athletes leaves your uh, your physique in a, a pretty withered state, and when people are transitioning from you know, after after athletics, they spend a lot of time either in a physio room or figuring out what the hell's hurting them while they are uh, trying to train like they were as an athlete. Um, so we've uh, we've kind of narrowed in on a on a specific market on uh, on individuals that are ha- having a little bit of trouble working out and trying to keep up that uh, that physique that they had when they were an athlete and keeping everything healthy.
0: What exactly motivated you to create uh, movement innovation along with your co-founder, and when did it hit you? That this idea could really come to fruition. Yeah. So uh, my co-founder and I, uh, shout out Isaac Seabrook. Uh,
1: we we had an idea for for something similar to this for a while in uh, in fourth year, but we uh, we never really pulled the trigger on it. Um, and then we we bounced the ideas uh, off each other back and forth. He was uh, he was living in grisby and I was in Ottawa. Uh, I was working at a um, a physio clinic there. I was working as a as an exercise therapist, um, essentially just writing up uh, programs and taking individuals through programs while they were rehabbing. And, um, and I had a lot of people come up to me and ask me if I did personal training outside of the clinic. And I told them no, uh, because I wasn't doing that and I didn't really want to do that. Uh, but then it kind of struck me that there might be a need for that, that kind of gray area. Um, and a lot of these individuals are coming to us saying, you know, you know, you know, my injury, you know how to fix my injury, but I also want you to help me, you know, reach my fitness goals. So uh, I bounced the idea off Isaac to to kind of take our, our online market that way.
0: And uh, and it's worked out so far. So that's pretty well how it how it all started. <laughs> now, as I mentioned, you played football for many years, including four at the varsity level uh, with, uh, with Queen's University. Did competing at that high level uh, help you learn what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Definitely, yeah. The, um,
1: the kind of the, the next guy up mentality uh, at, it, at that high level. Um, you know, there's always someone out there cutting cutting throat, trying to get that, that next spot, uh, which was most of the time me while I was at Queen's trying to get that next spot. Uh, kind of gives you that extra little motivation, you know, you, that competitiveness that you take at that high level. When you take that to an entrepreneur uh, mindset, you you kind of have that this ongoing mindset 24/7 that you got to do this now or else someone someone will, um, and that's definitely helped a lot in this uh, this process. But uh, I would say that the number one thing about being a varsity athlete that helped was uh, was my teammates, um, because I was surrounded by <laughs> some of the some of the craziest people I know and some of the most successful guys that I know. Um, one one guy, for instance, for instance, uh, Curtis Carmichael, uh, he was a Russ Jackson recipient and went on to start his own um, uh, charity called Ride for promise. And uh, you know watching a guy like that who came from really didn't really come from a lot, win the Russ Jackson amazing football player, started his own uh, his own business, started this this charity. He was like, okay, well, you know he's made of the same DNA as I am. He's a, he's the same, or not the exact same DNA, but you know what I mean? He's a, he's a human as well. You know, why, uh, why him kind of thing? So I definitely think, um, just being surrounded by so much talent, and so much success, uh, at that high level was, was a big influence. Uh,
0: what's the workload, uh, like as an entrepreneur compared to responsibilities of a student athlete? Are there many similarities or differences?
1: Yeah, it's, it's similar in the sense that, uh, that it's a lot, <laughs> but um, but it's also really similar in the sense that it's what you make it you know if you're if you're the type of athlete that just shows up for practice and shows up for lifts um then you know that's what you get out of it. If you're the type of entrepreneur that you know puts in his his nine to five and, and checks out at the end of the day and that's it, then that's what you're gonna get out of it um but it's it's similar in the sense that it's what you make out of it um if you're if you want to be the type of guy that's you know the first first one there at practice last one to leave, always on the field doing extra stuff, always going in doing mobility, always doing that that extra little bit that they can getting at least something in during the day if not twice um then you know taking that same mindset over to uh entrepreneurialship um then yeah the workload is is pretty similar.
0: do you believe that because you were a uh, high performance athlete yourself? That you have an advantage in your specific industry, where you get to work with athletes and other active working clients. Yeah,
1: I think I think um, you know, I think there's two. There's kind of like two parts to that answer. Um, one would definitely be I, I know what these guys are going through in, in terms of the workload, um, and I know what how the body responds um, to that type of workload. But the other thing uh, would also be my specific niche um, or our specific niche. Uh, we, I was injured a lot in university, uh, herniated a disc in my first year and then had back-to-back season ending injuries, uh, in my third and fourth year that resulted in surgeries. Um, I know, I know what that process is like and I know how frustrating that is to, to kind of give it, it all, your all and then have something like that, to, uh, kind of take you out of it. Um, so I definitely think from like a, a psychological aspect, uh, I can, I can relate with these guys that are, that are going through some, some nagging injuries.
0: What's the key to a smooth transition from athlete to entrepreneur? I you know,
1: you hit me with that question. I have no answer for you. It is nothing but smooth. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah, it is it's nothing but
0: smooth. Um for myself personally at least. Um and that's just and that's just the terms
1: of the uh the end of uh of being an athlete. Um you talk to anyone that's that was a high level athlete that isn't competing at that level anymore and you know there's usually uh there's usually an injury or some sort of reason why they they aren't playing anymore because if, if things were smooth we'd all be in the cfl or nfl but um you know to to go from an athlete to a uh to uh to a business owner it's just keeping that same mindset um and just remembering that you're always competing it's nothing nothing's changed now it's just for money instead of
0: time can you share with us what were your biggest triumphs and/or uh, struggles during uh, the beginning launch stage of uh, movement innovation?
1: Yeah, so the uh, I'd say the earliest the earliest struggles were uh, were trying to find that that specific market that I was that I was talking about earlier. Um, finding that market was definitely the biggest struggle. We had, we had a, a broad idea of what we wanted to do, we just weren't a hundred percent sure uh exactly how we could fit this in and be new be different and be innovative <laughs> um full pun intended there and uh but one of the one of the main struggles was you know when when to launch and the fact that you know once we hit that first post button um you can't really go back uh, and now you have to manage your time accordingly um and then in terms of the triumphs, uh it the main triumphs have just been the feedback just uh the people that we've worked with and the the feedback that we've got so far has been absolutely it's been humbling it's been blessing it's it's a full round circle um just to share with you one one specific one that I have here uh this one individual that we were working with had a had an injury he was an offensive lineman had a uh an unfortunate injury and he ended up putting on quite a bit of weight after uh football and uh he's taken a trip to Mexico with his dad. And uh, he, he wanted to climb the, uh, the Mayan Pyramids, but was a little nervous about uh, whether or not he could do it, and especially at the, the same pace as his dad and, you know, the pace that everybody else was going on. And uh, we worked with him for a while, and uh, we got him down to, to where he wanted to be, and he ended up climbing that, that period in 20 minutes without taking a break. And, and, you know, getting the pictures back from Mexico of him and his dad at the top of the, uh, the pyramid was definitely the biggest triumph so far. <laughs>
0: How did you deal with or approach those ups and downs?
1: Um, yeah, so the in terms of like the beginning struggles, we uh, we kind of approached it with the mentality of uh, we're gonna find it, and we're gonna find that that market that uh, that we want, and when we do, we're gonna know. Um, so we just kind of we didn't give we didn't give up in that sense. We just kept bouncing ideas off each other, we kept um, kind of researching in terms of what's been done, what hasn't been done and uh, where, where there is a potential market, where there is money to be made. Um, And then the biggest thing was, was just time management we were both working full-time jobs at the time. Um, I actually had a a full-time and a part-time job and my, my partner was, was pretty similar. He was working a couple different part-time jobs. Um, And we, we both decided like we need to really buckle down and and set timelines for everything. So we, uh, we started setting, you know, Weekly weekly meetings where we'd have certain things done and and really uh, objectifying certain things that we needed and wanted to get done at certain times uh, and managing things that way in terms of like objective measures, not you know this needs to be done eventually um, by objectifying
0: all that kind of stuff that was that was probably uh, our biggest uh, asset Now here's a scenario for you, Mitch. A fourth year or senior year student athlete has found their passion and has an idea for a business, but doesn't know where to start. What advice would you give them to start to help kickstart their business and help them get to the level that you are at today?
1: Um, I would say with whatever idea that they have, uh, research it as much as you can. Make sure uh, if someone else is going to do something similar, or has done something similar, uh, it's, it's going to be out there, whether it's here in Canada or it's you know over in Australia, there's going to be something similar. Um, research that as much as you possibly can and figure out where they went wrong, what you could do better and what they have done. That's already pretty, uh, pretty good. Um, and kind of dissect, dissect their business and, and learn from that. Um, also, uh, be, be patient, uh, but not too cautious. Uh, just meaning be patient in terms of, of when everything's going to start rolling. Uh, it doesn't all happen in, overnight. Um, but don't be too cautious, you know, if you take that, take that extra risk, if you feel like this idea, if, if certain ideas are, are really going to work big, then go for it, go all in and, uh, and put the time and the efforts in. Cause if you hold back, you're, you're never going to know if it, if it worked
0: out. Now, Mitch, I have just one last question for you. And I think I have to ask it just coming from a, a Western Mustang. <laughs> what is a gale? A gale. Um, Wow wow, that was a curveball, wasn't it it's a that's a big curveball uh a gale is someone that never surrenders Cha Gale. oh wow, yeah hit me Saturday. with the slogan <laughs> uh
1: no um uh, yeah no a gale is is someone that never surrenders
0: is there anything else you'd like to add today mitch
1: um no, i just want to uh shout out to... Uh, shout out uh, big and awkward for, for having me on. I appreciate you guys, uh, or you, Alex, for, uh, for contacting, uh, myself and uh, thanks for letting me talk about, uh, movement innovation. If, uh, I got to do this. So if anybody wants a program out there at Western, it will be from someone, uh, at Queens, but I'm at movementinnovation.ca.
0: And where else can they find you? Do you have a, uh, social media account that they can find you at?
1: We do. It's on, uh, movement.innovation. Um, We post uh, videos up there if you're looking for a new exercise idea or if you're not sure about that form, we
0: probably have a video on there for you. So give us a follow and uh, shoot us a message. We'd love to chat. Mitch, thank you so much for your time today. I wish you the best of luck with movement innovation. Thank you, Alex. As always, thank you as well to my listeners for tuning in to Alex McComb Big and Awkward today. See you all next weekend. Got to sleepless nights Hey, lot of sleepless night.
1: I've been on my grind for a minute when your time has no limit let me you don't shine. Lot of sleepless
0: night. Hey, if you like this episode, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, no matter what social media platform, I'm there. And if you, the listener, have any topics that you want discussed on the show and or if you want to be on the podcast, just like all of my other past guests, just message me anywhere, DM me, text me, call me, and I'd love to hear your story. I'm out.